It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. Okay, we're back. Welcome to a basketball podcast by the people for other people. Uh, my name is Herb. <laughs> is it? Is it for all the people? It's for some of the people. It's for it's for yeah. the people we we like. Anyone that wants to listen to it is more that's the than welcome we, those to. Are the, those are the people we like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. That's the criteria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're listening right now, we like you. Yes, yeah. that's without exception true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's a that's a fact. So yeah, my name is Herb, and I'm joined. Oh, by a man who never uh, employed Michael Cohen as private counsel. <laughs> According true. to him. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Arik. Um, yeah. I haven't, I've never employed anyone as private counsel. <laughs> really? <laughs> Have you? No, I'm not. But I'm not litigious like you are. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not at all litigious. To be honest with you. <laughs> uh, at all. Uh, I have a question for you. Okay. Have you seen the movie Smithereens? No, I we talked about this. I actually ordered that one as one of my Criterion. Oh, picks, did you? And I haven't watched it yet. Oh my god, I'm did... quite curious. I should I say what I thought about it? Please, please. I loved it. Wow. Yeah, it's very much my kind of movie, though. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really slow, curious. boring, pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really any of those things. No. Um, no, it's I don't want I'm not going to get too into it cuz I don't want to, you know, I just want you to watch it and then we'll talk about it, but like I loved it. I loved the soundtrack. Uh Yeah, it's like a I, bunch of like New York punk, right? Yeah, yeah, like well like proto punk, like really early. Okay. Punk, like like Richard Hell era, you know. Yeah, he acts in the film too. He right? does, yeah. Uh yeah, there's actually I loved the soundtrack so much that I found like a playlist someone made on Spotify with a, uh, some of the music and I've just been listening to it on repeat all week. Wow. Yeah, no, I really love this movie and I I I think I saw, I either saw Desperately Seeking Susan or I saw part of Desperately Seeking Susan like a million years ago, and I don't remember liking it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But um, but I watched Smithereens, and then on the disc are two of her NYU student films. Uh huh. Which are not like great, but both is of this, them. Is I it the same director as Desperately Desperately Seeking Susan? Yeah, that was her next movie. I think. What's her name again? Susan Seidelman. Did she do anything else of note? Uh, not uh. I, not really. She did a movie called She Devil with Roseanne Barr. Oh, I, I remember Street. that's got a, a Ted from Bill and Ted in it, but I've oh, never okay. seen it. No. She also uh, Ted Theodore Logan. Uh, she she did Making Mister Right. If you ever saw that, nope. Uh, and then she did. She's like did the first pilot episode and a couple episodes of Sex in the City. She did some other TV stuff. But she really hasn't had like. I mean, Desperately Seeking Susan was her real like big thing. I mean, I think yeah. that one was nominated for. A bunch of stuff right like that film was was very popular yeah 85 percent on rotten tomatoes etc etc but anyway smithereens i just really liked it uh and the short films that were on the disc i i, I enjoyed as well that like i said they weren't you know at that level yet but you know it's cool to see like an artist at work but like you can see her perspective and i just it's a perspective i really enjoy so i'm really stoked that you're gonna great gonna watch it great i will yeah. watch it soon um yeah Speaking of uh, female directors, uh, I feel mm. like we should talk about a legend who passed recently. Uh, Penny oh, I Marshall. saw that. Yeah, Penny Marshall, League of Her Own. Very sad. Uh, yeah. yeah, 75 is, is too young, if you ask me. Um, I completely agree. Yeah, League of uh, Their Own, 
not her most iconic film. I'm surprised you led with that one. She, of course. What are you dra- talking about, Hocus Pocus? I'm talking about Big Baby. Oh damn! You know I didn't. Did she? Di- she did direct Big. She directed Jumpin' Jack Flash too, which I, people don't like, but I like. I've never seen that film. Uh, I watched it on New Year's Eve as a kid one year. We had this tradition in my family where it's timely for right now. We had this tradition where we would everyone would rent one movie, mm-hmm. and we would watch them. We'd try to watch all four movies that my family members rented. And uh, so would everyone like pick a, a movie? Yeah, every each person cool. got to pick a movie. We'd all watch always watch my younger siblings first because they would either get bored or go to bed. And uh, and then we would we'd watch all the movies. I remember one year it was like Superman was one of them. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that Jumpin' Jack Flash was one of them. We all loved it. Like it was very popular at my house. It's like uh, a crime caper comedy, right? Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg plays like this. Uh, I don't know. She's like a bank teller kind of person, and and it's all of a sudden on her on her. Uh, bank computer she starts getting messages from this british intelligence agent agent who's in eastern europe and being pursued by like the kgb or something and uh and she has to help him from from london uh, or from manhattan or whatever get him back to london and like you know whatever whatever so uh-huh. uh, i haven't seen it in you know probably 20 years but i really enjoyed it at the time i listened to a podcast about it not that long ago uh-huh. that, where they they really did not enjoy it so um I, maybe I shouldn't watch it again, but uh, but yeah. So she did that one, and she did Big, which of course is a stone cold classic. Yeah, I mean, she also Big did the is, Preacher's is Wife, fantastic. I've of her films, I've seen Big, which yeah. I love. I've seen yeah. Leave the Own, which I think yeah. is fine. I don't think it holds up as well as uh, I haven't seen it since 1992. Yeah. It was it was huge at the time. Uh, it does have yeah. some like really really funny stuff in it. But uh, when I rewatched it. Uh, a couple years ago, I remember finding it to be less funny and a, a little more uh, tedious than, than my memory uh, suggested. Um, I've also seen Awakenings, which is oh, wow. an interesting little uh, interesting little film based. Uh, that's where like Robin Williams plays uh, kind of like does he play Oliver Sacks Sacks or is it just someone who's kind of like inspired by him? I think it's someone who's inspired by him. But it's Doctor Malcolm Sayer. Yeah, it's an interesting movie. Uh, it's it's pretty good. Um, it's it's also pretty sad. Um, I have not seen Renaissance Man. I've not seen The Preacher's Wife, and I've you not never seen. Saw the, you never saw The Preacher's Wife. Is that is that really surprising? I, I mean, it was kind of a big movie. It wasn't that big. It made forty eight million dollars. Ooh, forty eight million dollars in what ninety six? In nineteen ninety six, that was a lot. That's a lot, but it's like it actually doesn't have very good Rotten Tomatoes. I remember that movie being huge. No, you're crazy. Yeah, because it, Whitney Houston, man, and it had it was nominated for five oh Image Awards. Well, that's good too. But it was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Music, which is by what your, I remember it from because it's like you know. By your it, logic, every film that grows more than that amount of money in 1996, no, you should okay, have seen at least fine. half of them, right? Well, agreed. Yes, you should have. But so uh, first of all, I would like to point out that the mm-hmm. preacher's wife, yeah, appears to be. I don't even see it on this list. What are you looking up? The highest grossing films of 1996? Yeah. Let's see. Highest grossing 1996. Okay. The I mean, maybe, maybe my... Uh, it's the 33, my... 33rd highest grossing film of For 1996. For real? Yeah. Independence Day. I'm just yeah, going to shoot, shoot through this list and I just want to say yes or no. $300 million. Evita. Uh, I have not seen Evita. Up close and personal. I don't even know what that is. Dragonheart. Uh, no. Sleepers. No. Tin Cup. Wait, have I? No. No. Primal Fear. I saw Beavis and Butthead do America. I don't know why you skipped that. Uh, it's 21. I haven't skipped it. Oh, I have a different list yeah. than you. Hmm. 
Okay, Primal Fear, no. Executive Decision? No. Great movie. Um, Jack? Uh, I don't even know what that is. Kurt, oh, that's a Fred Francis Ford Coppola film about where Robin Williams plays a child who ages quickly, so he looks like Robin Williams, oh, even though he's yeah, only no, I haven't mentally seen it. eight. Yeah. Uh, Courage Under Fire? Uh, I don't remember if I've seen that. Probably. The Cable Guy? Uh, no, actually. You haven't seen The Cable Guy? Oh, that's a classic. Yeah, I know. I'm a weirdo. Uh, Jingle All the Way? No. Beavis and Butthead do America. You yes, have seen yes, Broken have Arrow. Been. I know you've seen because yes, we discussed yes, it. Seen it. Uh, the English Patient. Uh, no, but I do own it. Space Jam. I know you've seen that yes, one. We both watched that one. Uh, yeah. Star Trek: First Contact. I have seen that. Yes, it's a great movie. Um, Michael. Uh, no. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, the Disney movie. No. Eraser. Uh, no. Scream. Mm, I think so. Yeah. Phenomenon. No. The First Wives Club. Yes, and I like that movie a lot. Okay, now we're in... I've not seen that one. Now we're in the top ten. Wait, so first of Mr. All, Holland's opus? I've seen that. First of all, your logic completely destroyed. Sure, fine, whatever. Okay. Uh, time to Kill. Uh, yes. I have not seen that one. Wait, the Birdcage. No. Uh, the Birdcage? No. Yes, 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 I have. Yes, I, I saw have. it. I liked it. Yeah, uh, the yeah I liked Professor. it too. Yes, I've seen that. I love that. Me too. The Rock? Uh, no, I've never seen The Rock. Oh, it's good. Um, one hundred. It. It's like Michael Bay's best movie. Uh, one hundred one Dalmatians. Yes, I've seen it. I've not seen that one. Um, the live action one that is. Yeah, uh, no, I've seen it. Ransom. Uh, no, I've not seen that one either. Um, Jerry Maguire. No, actually, I know that's a controversial one, but no, I haven't seen it. I mean, it's just a dumb romantic comedy. It's not really yeah. that controversial. Um, okay, top three films. Okay. Of nineteen ninety six. Starting with number three, another film that we've discussed quite a bit on this podcast, uh, Mission Impossible. As you know, of course, yes, I've seen that. <laughs> Twister? I think I don't know if I've seen the whole thing, but I've definitely seen significant parts of it. Man, that's one of those movies where like the CGI really does not hold up. I would believe that, yeah. Um, Independence Day? No, I have never seen Independence Day. Really? That's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened. So on my list, you skipped Mr. Holland's Opus, which I've seen. How much did that make? Uh, $82 million. Uh, that must be... What year did it come out? 96. I'm looking at the 96 grossing... So you know what? I bet the list you're looking at... at, But I bet it came out late in 96. All right, well, hold on. Oh, it came out in 95. Late in 95, yeah. Okay, that's what I mean. Right at the end of the year in 95. So... I see. I, I'm looking at those monkeys that came wasn't on. In yeah, that's also why Twelve Monkeys wasn't on your list, and you didn't mention uh, Jumanji, which I've seen, or uh, Romeo plus Juliet, which I have not seen. Dead Man <laughs> Walking. Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get that. Happy Gilmore was in '96 as well. Uh, I can't believe that Fargo only made uh, 24 million dollars. I I can. That was like before the Coen Brothers were really like bankable. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's um, that's like kind is. of the movie that made them mainstream, right? Because I mean, like the people. I mean, I, that was after Hudsucker Proxy and some other things, right? But like, I think like let me look, I don't know. Let me pull up their filmography. Uh, no, Fargo was the movie they did. Oh no, that's those are awards. Hold on, where the hell's their? Oh, I, because they I think so Fargo is after the Hudsucker Proxy. Uh, yes, because their next, next film was so they had made Big Lebowski, Lebowski, right? So they had made they had made Blood Simple, Crime Wave, Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing, Barton Fink, and the Hudsucker Proxy when they made Fargo. Crime Wave is uh, that, directed by Sam Raimi. They just wrote that one. Which one? Crime Wave. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, uh, but so I mean, like Raising Arizona. Actually, honestly, all of those are considered classics now. But I feel like, I mean, Hudsucker Proxy was like kind of niche. 
Spartan Fink was really niche. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like Fargo was was mainstream, and then Big Lebowski was ridiculous, and then Oh Brother Where Art That was like okay, they're everywhere. Yeah. Then they kind of fell into this. I have a friend who really, uh, well, no, that's not true because uh, they uh, after that was No Country for Old Men, which is a classic. But that's and the only inside, good film, and they're like later. No, Inside Lewin Davis. Uh, I didn't. I was so checked out on them that I didn't watch that one. Uh, so I have a friend who's really high on intolerable intolerable cruelty. That movie's terrible. I have it at my house right now. I like rented it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really was disturbed by the man who wasn't there. Like I saw that in the theaters with my uncle and his then girlfriend who is now my aunt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and my sibling actually. And I walked out of that movie like, what the F did we just watch? Uh, like, what was that? Mm-hmm. And I still, I've never watched it again. I bet I would have a very different perspective now having seen a lot more uh, films like that. It was kind of in the style of, but mm-hmm. I never saw Lady Killers. Uh, I love No Country for Old Men, but I never saw Burn After Reading or Serious Man. I heard True Grit was good. Never saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, True Grit I did not enjoy. Uh, Inside Lewin Davis is, I think, great. Um, and then didn't see... They wrote Bridge of Spies? Yeah, I just uh, saw that as well. That's didn't see shocking. Hail Caesar. And people are liking Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, people are doing yeah. it. Um, so I don't know. But anyway, uh, you haven't seen The Preacher's Wife. <laughs> and that's fine uh and neither of us saw riding in cars with boys no i did not see that uh but then she was also an actress in like a lot of stuff she's laverne and laverne and shirley i mean she that, that that's very true but she's like in a she was in 1941 did you know that i did not know that yeah she was in she was in high fidelity oh at the funeral okay i'm like yeah i, I think that was not just like cameo. That. Yeah. i love that movie uh high fidelity is great yeah oh yeah i've read that book like a million times like back in the day i used to have this thing where i would get into one book and I would just read it over and over and over again. Sure, yeah. Uh, and I read that book. It was like the book I had in my bag. I had a, a ridiculously long... It was another time in my life where I had an obscenely long commute, but it was on the train. And uh-huh. uh, I just read that book over and over and over again. I read that book uh, in like two sittings over a weekend. Oh, yeah. I just it's could, so good. I, it's like, they, you know, that, that cliche of like, I yeah. couldn't put it down. Like, I literally could not put it down. I just found I mean, it so enjoyable. That's one of those rare times where like I love that movie and still think the book is way 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 better for me the appeal of the book is like the you know the, the book it's set in uk and the, all the musical references are a lot more um english and i really like british music so it's cool to hear him talking about like suede and and all this kind of like all the stuff that you would just never see in, in the you know americanized version of that story for sure and like the person that the that the uh uh minor affair he has with or not an affair but like the you know the musician he hooks up with is yeah. more english relating as well it's obviously not uh it's not someone who's on the cosby show lisa bonet yeah <laughs> um but uh but I, I felt like moving into chicago that's one of those times where it feels really like the right move because like because uh he john cusack is so from chicago yeah uh, that it you know and his sister's in it as well and it just feels like he, he really made it about Chicago. I can see that in, in like a way that worked. I mean, cause you would have to have not, if, if you're going to have him in that movie, it obviously cannot be set in England. I gotta be honest. Oh, I agree with that. I've totally forgot that movie was set in Chicago until you mentioned it. And I've seen that movie really? like 20 it's times. Really? Chicago. To I me. guess. Yeah. I've, I've I, never I, been to Chicago, so. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's part of the issue. The issue. Uh, as I feel, say. I feel like we're really doing a disservice to, <laughs> 
to Penny Marshall here. <laughs> Penny Marshall was an absolute legend, and we keep getting off track. But we sh- she was married to Rob Reiner. Yeah. Let me that. just let me just say this: she was the first female director to have a film gross over a hundred million dollars. Uh, in the, in the case of Big, yeah, which is pretty incredible. Um, and absolutely incredible. She's a trailblazer. For it's, yeah, directors. it's incredible that it took that long, and it's just so impressive that she finally did it. She's a boss. She's a legend. She is uh, part of, of uh, yeah, not cinema and television history. Rest in peace, Penny Marshall. Laverne. She was also dating Art Garfunkel in the mid-'80s. You. <laughs> Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a choice. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's definitely a choice. Um, yeah. R.I.P. Penny Marshall. We are fans of yours forever, forever. And I will have to watch Big again in the near future because I love oh, that movie. Man, Big hold. I feel like Big actually does hold up pretty well, except for the weird stuff with the girlfriend. But it, for the most part, I feel like Big is is all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll we'll have to watch it and and draw our own conclusion. Oh, and we pivot this to be a fully movie podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, so All right, who knows? Maybe when we're talking about uh, sports movies next summer, we'll do a league of their own. We'll just do a league of their own. I mean, I would watch it again. I, you know, I remember liking it, but I also remember. I also know there's a lot of things I liked at that age that I don't like now. Yeah, like the so. the stuff that I thought was like really funny when I was a kid was like Tom Hanks urinating in front of a group of women. <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> thought that's not that was hilarious when I was ten years old. Man, I do love Tom Hanks though. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's an he's a, a American treasure. He really is. Yes, he really, really is. What, what's your favorite Tom Hanks movie? Oh God, uh, I would definitely have to look at a list because I would definitely get that wrong. Uh, he's been I mean, in so just, many movies. Yeah, there's too many. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's it's absurd. I mean, he's just been in so many great, I mean, I, you know, I love The Money Pit. I mean, that's how far back I go. You know what I mean? Ooh. I mean, I'm not saying it's a great movie. I'm just saying I go all the way back with him. I mean, gosh, I, I don't know. Uh, what, what about you? Do you have an answer to that? Oh, Da Vinci Code, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Uh, not gonna buy that one. <laughs> uh, not not buying what you're selling, brother. <laughs> big is definitely really high on the list. Oh, big is um, I do have to look at a list as well. Let me just, He's let me really just... good in a lot of stuff. That's the thing. He's really good in a lot of stuff. Like I oh you know what I love Road to Perdition. Yeah, that's a good movie. And I mean Saving Private Ryan, obviously. Oh my gosh. He's uh, a... Oh, Toy Story three. Duh. Toy Story three, my favorite Tom I mean, Hanks movie. Which by I, far. Yeah, I've not seen, but Toy Story two is excellent. Uh, Philadelphia. I mean, just there's. Just, I mean, you know, same director of Silence of the Lambs. What's that? Oh yeah, that's right. Dragnet. Um, yeah, I don't even remember that. Uh, oh, Splash. Forgot about Splash. That's great. I mean, I just don't even know where to start with some of this stuff. Like, it, it's just ludicrous. Like. His career's just been so ridiculous. It's it's a really it is a really really strong filmography. I don't remember him. The thing is too that some of these movies are not great, but I do not remember him ever being bad. Sure. Like, can you think of a movie where you're like, Tom Hanks kind of mailed that one in? Um, like these are some bad movies. Some of these. Yeah, but I can't say that I can think of an good. example of that. Yeah. But. I don't. I mean, I've ah, seen maybe you like ten percent of these. God, Did you ever see Cloud Atlas? 
Uh, no, I was just looking at that. I don't think so. That's a really heard, strange film. I heard Charlie Wilson's War was really good. It was okay. Yeah, I never. He was in the Simpsons movie. I don't remember that. Yeah, he plays himself in the Simpsons movie. I, I believe it. That. I just don't. I don't remember that movie very well. I remember that being kind of not that great. It's fine. I actually saw that in the UK, and it was really. Um, it was really fun watching that in London because there were certain jokes that just went over everyone's head. Like, you know, one of the running jokes in The Simpsons is about the location of uh, Springfield. And there's like a joke in the right. movie where they're on like top of some mountain or something. And they're like, oh, look, it's all this stuff that borders Springfield. And it's all these things oh, like, geographically not even close to yeah. each other. And no one in the theater thought it was funny. <laughs> this is super not related to this topic. But did you ever see The Monuments Men? I did not see that. I heard that was Me pretty either. disappointing. And I want to know if it's good or not. My parents saw that and told me they Mixed. didn't like it. You know, 30, there's only one way to find out. Go yeah, see Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, it's probably not very good, but, like, you know, the cast is incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean unfortunately, that does not a great film make. No, wouldn't that be nice? It's funny. Sometimes a bad cast can be in a good movie. Yeah, like, and the reverse as well. Yeah. Trying to think of a good example. Do you have a good example for that one? I'm trying to think of one. I can't. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen the Great Buck Howard. What the what the heck is that? Uh, there's actually a bunch of these movies I, that I have not seen. If we're still looking at a uh, Tom Hanks, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, uh, he's he's been nominated for a lot of awards. We know that he's won a bunch of them too. Yeah, he's won. He's let's see. He's won two Academy Awards. Been nominated for five. Forrest Gump in Philadelphia, right? Do you believe he was nominated for Best Actor for... Uh, yeah. Do you believe he was nominated for Best Actor for Big? Absolutely. He does great in that. He was great in that, but that's not the kind of movie that usually gets a Best Actor nod. That's how good Tom Hanks is. That's, the that's what I'm saying to you. That is what I'm <laughs> saying to you. These are my... This is my whole point. <laughs> um, <laughs> we really wandered a field on this one. Yeah, we really have... So for all of you out there who uh, think that we're too focused <laughs> on this show. So yeah, what happens that. when we don't record? I get and that then, like, criticism all the time. All the time. People are like, I just feel like you're really focused. Uh, before we talk basketball, I do want to mention two other movies that I saw recently quickly. Mention them. <laughs> well, first of all, I just, today was my day off. I took God. it easy, and I watched the uh, Venom movie. Does that on? Did you go to a theater? No, I rented it. That's already out on rental. Yeah, yeah. Twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Did you like Venom? It made eight hundred million dollars in the theater, which I think is oh good for. Oh my god! I want to say it was like the sixth highest grossing film of last year. Eight hundred million dollars global, global, global. global. but on a hundred and hundred to hundred sixteen million dollar budget. Even if they doubled that in in uh, in, uh, in marketing, yeah. It made like four X its budget. Yeah, it's going to spawn many sequels. And Is it good? Fine by me because I really liked it. You did? Yeah, I can t- totally see why the critics uh, bagged on it, but I thought they captured that character pretty well. I thought Tom Hardy was awesome, and I thought it was actually quite funny. I, I found okay. It- so here's the thing. I have a couple things. I have a couple okay. thoughts here. Okay. Uh, number one: Is Spider Man in the movie? I mean, this is a, a fairly new film. I guess it's not a spoiler to say that he's not in the movie. No. Okay. That's weird. Uh, number two, I don't like Venom. Well, 
then you probably won't like this movie. Like, um, I feel like, isn't Venom, like, I mean, he's better than Carnage. Carnage was really awful. But, like, uh-huh. isn't Venom kind of a one-note character? What do you mean? Well, he's just, like, he's mad at, at uh, Tony Par- at Tony Parker. <laughs> See, I've got basketball on the brain. Peter Parker. He's mad at Peter Parker because of some kind of journalist issue, right? Yeah, he, like, exposes that Eddie Brock did something did unethical. Did something bad. Yeah. Right? And then he finds this symbiont that... Spider-Man symbiote. had also had this uh, black symbiote, yeah. That uh, that that Spider-Man had for a while, but discovered was like kind of insane. And then that symbiote... you know a lot about comic books, and your summation of this is like it's like listening to my parents try to explain what Venom is. <laughs> during I know s- a lot about Venom. During the Secret War, Spider-Man found what he thought was a black suit. Yeah, but it turned out to be a living organism from yes, another planet. That tried to bond with him. Who also grants spider-like powers, by the way, which is ridiculous. But okay. Uh, anyway, so yes, That's he cool. tried to bond with him. Spider-Man def- defeated that bond. Yes, by using sound waves. And then he found Eddie himself. Brock, who was like, F yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. That's my summation of Venom. Yeah. What's cool about that? I mean, when you're being, like, as reductive as you're being, you can make anything sound dumb. You're, you do this all the time. <laughs> do I do this all the time? Oh, Batman. So it's just some rich kid whose parents get killed and he puts on tights? I, hold on. I What's so be impressive like, about that? I want to categorically state that I don't think I do this all the time. Uh, and I yeah. definitely have never said that about Batman, who I love. Our and FYI, I just got the entire animated series on Blu-ray. Yeah, I need to pick that up. It's so good. Yeah, but throwing your it money at something amazing. is not uh, does not signify the degree. I just of never your liked affection. Venom, man. I like Spider Man. I just never liked Venom. Venom was not one of my favorite villains of Spider Man. I think what's interesting, I think the aspects of Venom that appeal to those who enjoy him, people like myself, is that people a, like yourself. Yeah, he's like in a moral gray area, which is. He sometimes he's a hero, right? He's kind of like an yes. anti-hero. He is an anti-hero, and in this film, he certainly is an anti-hero. Okay, I can dig that. I mean, I'm asking you because I want to like it. There's there's a conflict between him and his yeah. host. You know, they yeah. have a relationship. You know, I see. So they do they talk. Interesting. Oh yes. Okay. And it's quite okay, funny. All right. All right. I'm. I, you've you've you know, for a Todd McFarlane created character, you've sucked me in. Great. Yeah, I will give it a try. All right, what's the other film? I'll give it a try. Unless there's anything else you want to say about Venom. No, no. I just I just want to say that I thought it was pretty entertaining. Right, Venom 2 yeah. already confirmed, by the way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let's just say they uh, hint at uh, where the story's going, and there's a fun little surprise for you, uh, Venom faithful. <laughs> I'm assuming Carnage shows up, but we'll see. Uh, you know the other problem, too, is that, well, okay, Carnage was worse because Carnage came around during that clone era of Spider-Man, which is... Uh, you, I think it's a little bit before that. If you like, Carnage was a big part. Oh God, that clone era of Spider-Man was one of the worst periods in comic book history. Yeah, that was a disaster. Opinion. That was like that was the di- new Coke of comic book runs. For it was sure. horrifically yeah. bad. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's part of this, but um, yeah. Okay. All right. Venom. I'm on board. It's like it's like Marvel Cinematic Universe adjacent, right? Like it's it's the Sony side of things. Now that they have that yeah. co-licensing so deal. So Sony's yeah, Sony's licensing. The, it still owns the rights to Spider-Man, so it's licensing it to Marvel so that they can use uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man in the Marvel right. Universe. Right. But Sony's that's why Sony is able to make the animated Spider-Man movie, which I'm going to go see on which Thursday. I heard by was the way, great, and I've heard is amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. If you yeah, want to join us, heard... you're welcome to come. Um, when, when are you going? 
uh, Thursday night. This Thursday night? Yeah. Maybe. Let's discuss uh, off pod. Yes, let's not waste time making plans yeah. on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, uh, yeah, so this Venom thing is another thing. So they're basically, they're licensed the Spider-Man character, but they have the rights uh-huh. to all uh, certain other characters. So they're like, right, they have make- the whole, when, when, my understanding is that when Marvel did this, these awful, awful deals, most of which Disney has now undone, yeah. uh, they carved up the universes. So it's basically like any character that primarily was in the Spider-Man books. Spider-Man, uh, Sony had rights to, and any character in the sort of X-Men universe uh, of specifically X-Men titles where that was their main thing was was what Fox got. Of course, now yeah. it's back with Disney now. Yeah. Um, and then Fox also got Fantastic Four, which is just so sad. But I think, that's, very a, I think that's reverted now. No, it's all reverted. I'm very ex- I, I'm not happy about the continuing consolidation of media in the United States, but I'm very happy that Marvel has the rights to Fantastic Four. So, yeah. you know, I'd like, a little I'd like for them to do right by those characters. Me too, because they are my favorites. Uh, what was the other movie that you want to talk about? Well, this is as much of a basketball podcast as it is a Mission Impossible podcast. I would agree with that. And I just want to say that I saw the most recent Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. And I thought it was fun. But uh, I think I texted this to you while I was watching it. It was definitely like shades of like later uh, Roger Moore. Yeah, Bond you did films. text me that. Yeah, like uh, you've seen a view to the kill, uh, a view to a kill. The uh, I've seen every Bond movie many times. Yeah. Okay, so that's the one in San Francisco that Roger Moore made when he was fifty-seven. Yeah, with uh, with uh, Grace, Grace Jones, Jones yep. and, uh, and Christopher Walken. Uh, Christopher Walken. And one of my favorite. Uh, um, theme songs the Duran Duran great theme song um even though it's a fun movie I like that movie I enjoy it a lot uh the plot is basically rips off uh Goldfinger's plot Um, pretty much yeah yeah but it's it's fun it's set in San Francisco which is uh always fun for us because we're narcissistic and we like to see so true where we live um but yeah it's 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 a fine Bond movie but Roger Moore looks really old in it and there are certain moments where you're like hmm could uh, could this old dude really be doing this? And uh, you know, Tom Cruise is fifty five. I just I just loaded up the letterbox page for uh, View to a Kill, and a friend of a friend of mine rated it one and a half stars and said, "God awful, Roger Moore looks older than a raisin." Oh, that's so mean. I know. <laughs> it's a fine film. It's a fine film. There there it, are worse. I like it. There are many worse. Oh Bond God, movies. yeah. We could talk about what are the worst Bond movie is. I have a pretty clear opinion on that. It's got to be one of the last two Pierce Brosnan ones. Uh, those are awful, but no, I wouldn't. I don't think that that is the worst one. Well, don't don't leave me hanging. Just tell me what you think is the worst Bond movie. It's uh um uh God damn it! Now I can't remember the name. The one with Voodoo. Uh, the, the Live and Let Die. Yafet Kodo. Is that Live and Let Die? Oh no! No, or is no, it a uh, the one with Yafet Kodo. Oh, I no. can't remember the name either. Yeah, I can't remember the name. It's it's so awful. Okay, I'm looking it up because I can't. That, that is it the man with the golden gun. No, 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 no. It's uh, God, what is it? Okay, I'm looking at Live and Let. No, it is Live and Let Die. It is Live and Let Die. Okay. Yeah, that movie is awful. Oh, actually, it's so it's a tie between Live and Let Die and uh, License to Kill. Ugh, man, um, I gotta License say, License to Kill is awful. I disagree on both both counts. Wait, hold on, hold hold on. License to Kill is the other. Like Timothy I Dalton love, yeah. I love Timothy Dalton. Yeah, and I mean, uh, my favorite Bond movie is probably Living Daylights. Like I love that movie. I am in agreement, but License to Kill is terrible. 
I disagree. All right, so what's your least favorite Bond movie? It's got to be one of those last two Brosnan ones. So World Is Not Enough or... Uh, oh, God. All right, hold on. List of James Bond films. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, if we if we include um, that awful one that uh, Sean Connery made that wasn't in the... Never Say Never Again. Yeah, God, that's awful. That one is terrible. That is a terrible uh, one. So you're thinking either probably Die Another... I like Die Another Day. You're thinking The World Is Not Enough. You thought Die Another Day was good? I like it. It's got, the, it's got the ice uh, thing. I thought that was The World Is Not Enough. Uh, no, Die Another Day is the one where Bond is in jail for a long time, and then he gets out, and then mm-hmm. the other guy has gone to gene therapy and looks like the other guy. That's the one where they go to the ice place. That's Die Another Day. That's Die Another Day. You don't like The World Is Not Enough, which is the one where they're trying to like take over the news, right? No, that's Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, Tomorrow Never Dies. That is not a good movie. That one's pretty bad, but... Yeah. Uh, the world is not enough. Is the one with like Denise Richards as a yeah. nuclear scientist yeah, as, as Christmas Jones. Yeah, and uh, that's not a good movie. Robert Carlyle is the villain, and I was super bummed because I loved Robert Carlyle, and this came out recently uh, enough after Train Spotting that that was enough for me to just be like, this is going to be the most badass Bond movie ever. You know, I'm going to give it to you because honestly, like the uh, the Live and Let Die is is terrible, but it's kind of fun. It's like that. It's got that awful. It's basically trying to be a black exploitation film. Yeah, and not doing it particularly well. But I love Yafet Kodo. Like it's fun. It's it's bad, but it's fun. I agree. Like all the Roger Moore movies, there's not. They're all fun. Like that's kind of their deal, right? Yeah. So like even you know Octopussy, which is not a super strong film, uh, is fun. Right. Yeah. Do you know how much? Uh, Sean Connery got paid for playing Bond in his last proper Bond film. So the last proper Bond film, not you mean? Uh, yeah, Diamonds uh, Are Forever. Diamonds not, Forever. Never God, that's a great movie. Uh, I don't. He got one point two million dollars. That seems like a lot. In it does 19, seem like a lot for the time. But do you know how much Daniel Craig uh, got for his most recent James Bond movie? A hundred million dollars. Thirty-nine million. Thirty-nine million. Uh, I hate to bag on this one because uh, a family member of mine was involved in making it, but Quantum of Solace is not a good movie. I think the only good Craig one is Casino Royale. I I thought Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre were all so I haven't very seen bad. Spectre. It's the only one I haven't seen, and I, it is at my house right now. I'm finally going to watch it. I haven't uh-huh. watched it because I don't want to be bummed out. It's it's quite terrible. Um, yeah. I, I I just can't imagine you enjoying that movie. the The ending is like is like mind numbingly stupid. Like I I could not believe that they it's one of those movies that they sort of started filming it not knowing how they were going to end it um and you can kind of tell that they didn't have like the whole script written because the the thing that they come up with is like so slapdash and so dumb and oh i just can't wait to talk to you about that movie i just realized i don't have specter i have skyfall oh skyfall which cool. is cool but not at all what i want to watch that movie so... stinks um, that's not the point the point is i've seen it I haven't seen Spectre. Well, you're you're gonna have to figure that out, my friend. Failure <laughs> by me is what I'm saying. Um, speaking of our failures, we have failed to, to do the thing we were discuss. Gonna, we don't have time now to do the thing we were gonna do. We're 40 minutes into the show. Well, let's just do a minute instead of a minute and a half. No, we're 40 minutes into the show. That's crazy. Like that would take another 30 minutes. That's the show fine. Is supposed to be an hour long. 
So it'll be an hour and ten minutes. Who cares? You think? Yeah, we're not. We're not. First of all, we're not forty minutes in. We are forty. We are thirty-nine. 40, oh, I started recording a little bit earlier. Yeah, because I my recording isn't even at thirty-eight minutes. No, yeah, yet, we're probably good. All right, all right, all right, breeze, all, right, yeah. all right, all right. Let's do it. Do you have a timer? I do have a timer. Let me awesome. pull it up. You're on timing duty. Uh, I will be on timing duty. All right, so we're a quarter of the way through the season. We're going to spend a little bit of time talking about each team. Uh, in fact, one minute per team. We're going to start with one. We're going to do one minute per team. I will. I'll announce the teams and and much like done. Drake, we're starting at the bottom. Right there, you go. Uh, we are huge fans of Drake on this show, and I don't oh, care yeah. if Herb says he's not. We're huge fans. Uh, <laughs> So um, I will announce the team. When I'm done announcing the team, that will mean that the minute has started. And I will then talk for 30 seconds. And then you will talk for 30 seconds. Then we'll go on to the next team. Does that work? Mm, or do you just want to go back and forth like and just go for it? Let's yeah. have a conversation. That's better. All right. So I'll say the end of the team. I'll hit start. And we'll talk. Okay. Okay. Let's give this a try. So it tied. So three teams are tied for last place right now. But uh, technically, on... two. The Hawks have one less loss than the other. Two oh, teams. in the loss column, sure, yeah. sure. So two teams are tied for worst place, but we're going to go by what ESPN says is the rankings right now. So the in last place, the seven and twenty-four Phoenix Suns. One minute begins now. Oh, this team is super bad. <laughs> they're so <laughs> bad. They're so bad, and they're not. And they're getting worse, right? They just got rid of Trevor Reza. They trade Trevor Reza for Kelly Oubre, uh, I think straight up. I mean, which yeah, makes and they're no not sense. Gonna, they're not going to keep Kelly Oubre. But that guy doesn't really have like a super tradable contract. When people are he was the about, only player on the Wizards that anyone thought was tradable. But a lot of people suspected would not get traded because his contract is so expensive. And he's not really I, you know the, the, the best thing about the Phoenix Suns this season, other than DeAndre Ayton looking like a pretty good rookie is honestly that that trade <laughs> fell through because of the player. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> which Brooks is involved. And how bad does it suck to be Marshawn Brooks thing. right now? I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, we couldn't wait to trade you. But uh, but Dylan, no, no. And, like, from what I read, like, Dylan Brooks, not probably not worth holding up that trade for. All right. Blessedly, that is a minute. So <laughs> Okay, moving on. Uh, all right, so it, also at 7-24, and 24, scorchingly hot, lost one, game in a row, the Bulls of Chicago. Go. 2-8 and eight over the last 10. 2-8 over the last 10. Minus 11, point differential, yeah. which I think is Awful. good for the worst in the whole league. By that way. is the worst yeah. point differential right now, yeah. Yeah, this team really stinks. Uh, they lost to the Celtics uh, recently by 56 points, which is the worst loss in franchise history. Yeah. Um, they fire their coach. Uh and for reasons, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, they pro- they probably have a slightly better roster construction than the Suns, who literally are just like missing people at certain positions. But it still is a terrible team. And who are you? Uh, I mean, Laurie Markkinen, I guess, is the best player. Maybe I mean yeah, Zach Levine's good. having a pretty good season, weirdly. But I mean, he's a bad stats, good stats, bad team guy. I think I can't. I wish Robin Lopez could get off of this team. I know. I feel so bad for him. Zach yeah. Levine is like the epitome of like a player. It's like, ooh, he's fun to watch. I just, every now and then when he gets hot, I just hope he's yeah. never on my team. But he's driving the bus to nowhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, at 7 and 23, thank you for pointing that out, Herb, we have the Hawks of Atlanta. 
Trey Young. So yeah, move, you know, on up. yeah, Trey Young as good as Doncic. <laughs> yeah, the next <laughs> Steph Curry. The definitely not the next Steph Curry. Uh, John Collins. I mean, I don't know. There's not really anything. They're also awful. I guess all They're... I want to say about them is that I'm just like really bummed that this is very, very possibly going to be uh, Vince Carter's last stop. And oh yeah. Why is I he on such that. a bad team? Yeah, that's what happens. So that's how you get washed out over time if you don't stick it out with the one team. I want to ask you on the topic of Vince Carter. He says that that's not revving a motorcycle when he does that thing after dunks and stuff. What is it? He says it's it's cranking it up, but I'm pretty sure that you're cranking up a motorcycle. So like, come on, what is Vince he talking Carter. about? He's yeah. just a senile old man. Yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> Vince Carter. He's still a man for a senile man. He can still get it down. I mean, he flushes. He's- yeah, like, he still is very fun to watch. It's, it's amazing. Crazy. He's 41 years old. He's yeah. older than Tom Brady. <laughs> it's absolutely wild. All right. Uh, now, at, uh, at 8 and 23, the, uh, <laughs> the woeful Cavaliers of Cleveland, the year post-LeBron, they thought they were a playoff team. They were the team to go through in the East. Oh, yeah, exactly. We're still a ch- we're, we have champion experience. Nah, man, you had possibly the best player of all time. And that's about it. I mean, they have had injuries to Kevin Love, uh, but uh, yeah, and Colin Sexton is kind of, I guess, interesting. People are really high on Colin Sexton, and I don't really know why. He's he's uh, looked good, I he's, guess. He's fine. He's fine. He's they like, got Matthew Delladova back for uh, Kyle. Korver. I like Delhi on the Cavs. He he kind of should be on the Cavs. Yeah, J.R. Smith not playing stinks. hasn't been traded. That'll be interesting. Who like, wants who's going to trade Smith? for J.R. Smith? Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, he's not a bad basketball player, but he is a, you know, handful. I mean, he's definitely a knuckle. Knucklehead. He's not nearly as good as he used to be. And he's, being he's not paid. nearly as good as he used to be. And you, you know what? If you, like to, to be a knucklehead with, who makes a lot of money, you got to be really good. Exactly. Yeah. And right now he's okay. Yeah, that's got to be so. 60 seconds on this godforsaken team. <laughs> <laughs> that's exact. As you finish saying that. Uh, so one win better, nine and twenty-three. The almost equally bad, like statistically, but also in every other way. Uh, New York Knicks. <sighs> When's Kristaps coming back? <laughs> well, yeah, seriously. Like, is there anything else about this team to talk about? I, I mean, they have the least exciting. Like, is there anyone on that roster you're like, oh man, I really want to see this person play? Like Kevin Knox, the rookie. Is he is he lighting it? I mean, is he you know? Getting anyone excited to watch that team? Like, what do they even Tim have? Tim Hardaway they have a Jr. Hope. scores a lot. He does. They uh, have a hope of, of they have a prayer for for Durant and the news today that that uh, uh, the um, James Dolan would consider selling, but only for five billion dollars. Someone should do that. That's yeah, well, totally worth it. That's a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. There, so yeah, there Frankie, are people who are that rich who have five to throw. Uh, five to throw to be, right? is like. You got to have, I mean, think about it. You got to have, how much, what percentage of your net worth are you going to spend on a basketball team? You know what I mean? You got to have like 10 at that point to 15. Me? It would be 5 trillion percent. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the best possible way to end that segment. Uh, 12 and 19, we take a jump here. Uh, and maybe one of the more shocking, although I don't know if, to, I don't remember what we said in our preview, but the Wizards of Washington uh, are not good. Yeah. This uh, but now that they got Trevor Reza, I'm sure they're going to be great. Uh yeah, um they lost today, despite having Trevor Reza. They lost. <laughs> they by lost by eight eight points to the Atlanta Hawks. So. Who we already talked about. That's bad news. Yeah, 
Although, if you lose to a team we've already talked about when we get to you, that's not good news. I don't know for sure that um, Trevor Ariza didn't did play, but he must. Did you remember that Jeff Green was on this team? Oh yes, Um, they actually played the Celtics not too long ago, and it was like a scarily closer game than it should have been. Jeff Um, Green is shooting fifty percent from the field for this season, which is very good. Yeah, he's not he's not the problem. I mean, he rarely no is. No one is really the problem. John Wall is hitting nine assists a game. Uh, yeah, Bradley Beal scoring. John Wall is the problem. Uh, yeah, but nine assists a game is pretty good. Um, It is. It is. It is. It is. But people don't like playing with them, and they don't play hard. 21 and nine. Like, John Wall is having a statistically very nice season. All right, we've run out of time. Uh, now we've got the surprisingly frisky 14 and 18 Brooklyn Nets. I was totally wrong about Kelly Oubre's contract, by the way. It was Otto Porter that was making way too much Thank money. Thank you. I thought that guy was He's there. He's not going anywhere. Uh, oh, Brooklyn Nets. This team is actually fun to talk about. You know, they, yeah. they have the longest Amari win Carroll. streak in the NBA right now. They've won six games in a row. Alan Crabb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They've won six in a row. They lost, uh, what's his face, earlier uh, to injury, but this team is finding a way to win games. I forgot I that Kenny Farid, Kenneth Farid was on this team. Yeah. Yeah. Karis LeVert. Yeah, he's coming back, though, right? Uh, supposedly he will be back this year. Shabazz Napier, man, this is like the Hall don't of cheat. Forgotten... Don't cheat. Who do you think is their highest paid player? I have no idea. Alan Crabb. <laughs> yeah, you know, because the thing is, they they pay overpaid to get him away from the Blazers, and God uh-huh. bless. Second like, is Damari Carroll. Jared Dudley. Like this roster yeah. is hilarious. Joe Harris, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I mean, it's like it really is like the island of misfit toys. It's pretty great. It really right. is. Good for them. Moving on, we have the 13 and 16. Uh, worse in the loss column. Uh, win column, better in the loss column. Miami Heat, who I, I think on the most recent low post podcast I listened to, uh, the one with Waj, uh, uh, Lowe, Zach Lowe said that they had the dimmest future of any team in the NBA. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a little confusing. Yeah. I mean, I guess... Yeah. They do have like a lot of money tied up and guys that you're just like cool. Oh, Whiteside makes twenty five million dollars a year. Yeah, I mean Kelly Olynyk, who I know you don't like. I like Kelly Olynyk, but he's making almost thirteen million dollars a year. That makes they have no a lot sense. of yeah. I think as Low, Zach Lowe pointed out correctly, like they kind of paid everyone from that team a couple years ago that kind of surprised everyone, mm-hmm. and uh, turned out they weren't that good. Yeah, like Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson should not be making twenty almost twenty million dollars a year. Yeah. Like that's crazy. that's ludicrous. James Johnson at fourteen. I mean, it, it's just a roster of of questionable contracts. It, it, when you when when you're looking at uh, Dion Waiters for eleven and a half and saying, oh, not bad. That is uh, that's a little worrisome. Yeah, they're they're uh, and yeah, I don't know what they do. Uh, you just uh, gotta yeah. wait out these bad contracts. I yeah, guess exactly. All right, moving on. The surprisingly not great. Uh, fourteen and seventeen. Utah Jazz. They're one of our teams that we kind of expected to be really good this year. Take a step forward after last year, and instead they've gone way back. Yeah, uh, they um, they're out of the playoffs. If the playoffs start, yeah, uh, they got your boy uh, Bay Crowder. I mean, they literally they, have the second worst record in the West right now. They they brought in Kyle Korver in the hopes that that's going to help something. Yeah. I'm sure. Not sure that's the move. Uh, I, I mean. Uh, it's crazy because their roster is almost exactly the same as the one that was good last year. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I guess Rudy Gobert's not having a great year, but the dude's only 26. Like, you know what I mean? People are be saying better. the same thing about Donovan Mitchell, and it's like, well, he's averaging 21 points a game. Like Donovan Mitchell, the, the, the issue with Donovan Mitchell is that we do this dumb thing with rookies where we think they're going to be as much better than they were the previous year, the, the next year. 
Mm-hmm. He was a revelation last year as a rookie, but a lot of, like much like your own Jason Tatum, who we get to, cut them a little break. It's the second year. Give them a little slack. Yeah, come on, come on, guys, come on, everybody out there, be a little nicer. Let's, let's hope... try to be nicer for next year. <laughs> I hope they figure <laughs> something out. It is, it is disappointing to see, uh, to see the team do this poorly. Yeah. And also, it. Oh, sorry. Please. Well, I was just gonna say, like you said, like we did not really expect this. No, didn't do um, that coming. At 14 and 16, and, you know, surprisingly frisky since the uh, Jimmy Butler trade, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's funny how the standards are so different. You know, the Jazz, it's like 14 and 17. So disappointing. What's going on? And the Timberwolves, 14 and 16. Surprisingly frisky. Well, but they started out the season so awful. That's true. I mean, that's the thing. They've just, like, rebounded pretty nicely. I mean, I, you know, Lord knows I mean, what I happens. I guess they're 5 and 5 in their last 10. That's not... No, no, with a slightly negative uh, point differential, I think, or maybe no, just slightly it's positive. Just slightly positive, yeah. I, I mean, it's not—they're not great. They've just been better. I mean, Carl yeah. Anthony Towns is looking like a, an all-world beater again. I—I uh, I don't know when we give up on Wiggins. Uh, oh, I've—I've I've already I've, given up on him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the guy's only twenty-three, so I think that's like a year and a half ago. Derrick Rose might uh, might be six man of the year. You know, I—I I, I mean. They're, it's an interesting team. I, you know, they're not going to do anything, but it's nice to see that they've at least come out of that disastrous, disastrous potential franchise destroying trade uh, doing all right. Anyway, the less said about them, probably the better. Uh, we've got the 14 and 15, and really, I have almost nothing to say about this team. Uh, Orlando Magic, and I will say the only thing I have to say right now, which is uh, I thought that Zach Lowe made another good point on the podcast about how it's not that surprising that Aaron Gordon isn't really becoming the player we expected him to be because he's had so many coaches he's had so many coaches he has yeah. no clue what is even going on i mean I, I just hope that the best thing about him is not the movie uncle drew <laughs> <laughs> well he's fine he's making 22 million dollars a year oh yeah no no all these people are fine but like you know he he looked i mean nikola vucevic is is having a great season uh-huh right but like uh-huh. other than that and I mean, mo bamba looks as raw as expected uh, I mean, you know, he's definitely a project center, which, I mean, have any of those project centers ever worked out? Mm, wasn't Shaq a project center when he started? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, in I a word, know. no. Uh, okay, well, we're just under, but I don't care. I have literally nothing to say about them. Have uh, you ever been to the, Disney World in Orlando? Uh, no, I've only been to Universal Studios slash Harry Potter World. Interesting. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets leading their division at 14 and 15. Uh, Tony Parker. Uh, I really Are you just like, saying words. Uh, <laughs> it's just like word association. I really like Kemba Walker. He's been uh, great this year, man. He's, he's been, been good this year. Really great. I mean, like truly, really great. They well, actually he could have, potentially be on an All NBA team if he keeps playing the way he's playing. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. No, he's phenomenal. The rest of the team, eh, not so much. And their big problem is that you know he's a free agent at the end of this year, right? Yeah, but they'll offer him a max, and he'll. You take have to it. assume it, but will he take it? No one's taken it yet, or not no one, but almost. But a lot of people turn it down. But the thing is, who's going to sign Kemba Walker? I mean, I think there'd be quite the market, not at the max, but. Yeah, that's the thing. Is if they offer a max, and then he does love it there. I mean, I've read the articles about him in that t- at that town. He is like Charlotte, you know. The guy's a phenom. Hometown. He's great. Oh, he's, he's, he gets better every year. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, but he's he's six one. And he plays point guard. He's 28 years old. If he can get... Yeah. So he'll be 29 when he signs yeah. his contract. He should take, he should take yeah. the deal. Take the max, right. dude. 
Uh, yeah, take the max. Uh, the 15 and 16 reeling, possibly franchise-destroying uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, this is such a bummer. They looked really good when they started. I know. Anthony Davis playing like his usual self. Everyone assumes he's gone, which is incredibly depressing. Uh, they're gonna. This is a guy the way they're gonna offer the supermax, and he might turn it down. Yeah. Uh, there. I mean, as again, as Zach Lowe, not to parrot Zach Lowe every time I talk, but he did make the great point that if Alfred Payton is gonna be the thing that turns your season around, you're, <laughs> yeah, you you're know, in a bad spot. That, that's a worry. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they don't look like the team that that swept the the um, Blazers last year. But you know, their stats are actually pretty good in a lot of categories. I don't know. They're just not winning games. I mean, I guess they're 500. We're, we're in this segment where everyone's okay, I guess. It's uh, going to take a lot, but, I, I mean, you know, that it's another one of those, like, razor-thin point differentials. They're only um, a game and a half out of the playoffs. Uh, so, I mean, it's, you know, season's certainly not over for them, but doesn't look good. As right good now. as Drew Holiday is and as nice as some of those other pieces that they have are, um, they just depend way too much on one guy. Yeah. And, uh Last year, Anthony Davis was able to just pull this like miraculous season um, out of his butt. Uh, I don't know if he has the energy to kind of do that all season long. You know, I don't know either. But we're way over time. The oh, uh, sorry, <laughs> fourteen and fourteen, Detroit Pistons. Oh, talk, talk about teams that I have nothing to say. About. I mean, for real, Blake yeah. Griffin, Andre Drummond. Who cares? They like, just yeah, beat yeah. the Celtics on Saturday. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, you know. Everyone can beat everyone on one night. That's true. Um, yeah. And they, they... Jose Calderon. God damn. I know. <laughs> Jose Calderon makes $1.5 million a year. I mean, I would take that uh, yeah. in a heartbeat. Langston Galloway has one of my favorite random NBA player names. Yeah, that is a great name. Yeah, Langston. Like, really seems like he should be like, uh, you know, like a, a early like Harlem Renaissance author, you know? Do you ever watch oh, that no. show? I guess on it's Comedy Langston Central, Hughes. I guess that's uh, why I think that. But okay. Anyway, do you ever watch the show on Comedy Central, Detroiters? I have uh, not. No. Is it good? I love it, and they just announced that they're not bringing it back for a third uh, season. I'm and sorry I'm to super hear bummed, that. You know? Blake Griffin was on that episode of uh, Broad City. Oh, he was very funny in that. Yeah, he really was. He really, really was. All right. I have a coworker that looks exactly like Alana Glazer, by the way. Uh, really? Like, like freakishly similar. Um, all right. So the San Antonio Spurs, sixteen and fifteen. I mean, we. I keep assuming they're going to get it together, uh, and there's been signs occasionally. Yeah, but it really feels like this might be the team that breaks the streak, which is crazy. It's funny. It's like the Spurs and the Patriots are going through the same thing at the same time. Uh, it's true. Yeah, the, it's like the, the two longest running, you know, dynasties yeah. are both kind of imploding all all at once. Uh, I mean, I think imploding is maybe a little harsh. I think it's just like these things. <laughs> <you know, laughs> Two in, lost two in a row. You've two in a row. Yeah. When was the last time that even happened? The, oh, the Pats have lost two in a row in, in this era. But this is the first season where they will will win less than twelve games, and like they uh, might not be. I mean, I think I'm saying all this, and yet I still think they're going to be in the AFC Championship game as they always are. I I don't take that for granted at all, but I do think they will make the playoffs. Well, I will tell you, we've just given the people the absolute best San Antonio Spurs thoughts <laughs> that we could we could have possibly done. All right, the uh, the fifteen and fourteen, and really, what the f? Houston Rockets. I yeah. mean, just makes no sense. Like they're the same team as last year. I mean, I don't know. I guess Trevor on a buddy. different 
on a different low post podcast. Yeah, Trey Avariza and Luke Maba Mute. But like, also, I mean, you know, teams are just more used to what they're trying to do. Last year, they kind of took everybody by surprise. Uh, they're, you know, people aren't switching as much. They've found better ways to defend, and they haven't kind of figured it out. They lost Carmelo. That whole thing was a disaster. Uh, yeah. They, well, they still have him. He's I, that's true, sitting actually. in a storage unit somewhere. Still on the team. Uh, that is true. It's just nothing really worked out for them this year. And I, they, if if this is who they are moving forward, holy moly, did that window close quickly. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, like, shocking. I mean, it feels like yeah. a day ago that we were talking about how bad of an idea it was to sign Chris Paul to that contract. And... Yeah, that happened quick. Yeah, life I mean, comes at you fast, like, my man. He looks old, and it's going to it's going to be worse every year. Um, that all said, yep. they have won four in a row. Yeah, um, they are slightly turning around. They had the worst record in the West for a while. Now there's a few teams below them. They 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 can still do some stuff this year, but uh, yeah, I don't think yeah. it's going to. Yeah, I don't think the they'll be in the fifteen and fourteen Dallas Mavericks. Basically, the Luca show. Yeah. So great. I love so, it. So, so great. Luke is great. Love it. Love yeah. watching it. Love everything about it. Don't actually watch it, but love love hearing about it. Uh, <laughs> should watch more of it. Really, <laughs> They have really struggled happy. of late. They've lost a few games in a row, including yeah, one of the you know, Suns by 10. It's going to happen. Like, it's going to happen. They're going to they're gonna take their lumps. They've lost three in a row. Yeah. But uh, they're certainly way better than expected, and uh, Luka Doncic looks like a real solid like home run draft uh, pick. Yep. And uh, Jalen Brunson's been all right, too. Uh, for them, yeah. This uh, uh, this organization has made some uh, good choices in the off season. They really have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if getting DeAndre Jordan was a good choice, but they're only paying him for one year, so yeah, he's fine. I think he helps. I just um, I cannot stand when he pulls rebounds away from his own teammates. Yeah, the old Carmelo. Yeah, it's really yeah, and and also uh, uh, you know Russ. I don't like I don't like I don't like people who are grabbing rebounds just to. I feel like if stats. you were an NBA player, you would do that. I feel like you're a jerk and nobody likes you. <laughs> uh, the 16 and 14, and somewhat shockingly good, uh, but I have nothing to say about them almost at all, uh, Sacramento Kings. Sacktown, Buddy baby. Buddy Heald looks like he's for real. Yeah. I mean, he's um, not the next Steph Curry, but no one should ever say that about anyone. Yeah, there's not going to be a next Steph Curry. No, there's not. Uh, Marvin Bagley Jr., or the third, excuse me, I didn't mean to take one away from you there, Marvin, uh, <laughs> is, uh, you know, kind of as expected. Probably the most he was probably the most ready to play now, other than Luka Doncic. But I don't know if the ceiling's as high. Ben McLemore back on the Kings again. Their I, I highest mean, paid player makes twelve million dollars. Yeah, and That's crazy. that is Zach Randolph. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of amazing. Thirty-seven years old, still doing it, Zebo. Hey, if he's, he's, like he's kind of a good Carter, fit with Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, he, it is a good fit for him. Um, Yogi Ferrell. Uh, it's cool that that whole storyline with him in Dallas last year was great. It's kind of sad to see him um, uh, receding, you know, going, uh, uh, getting absorbed by the basketball ether, you know. It is indeed uh, the sixteen and fourteen Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, better than people thought. Better than you thought, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I did not think they were going to be that great. And uh, Mike Conley's back, baby. He looks. I mean, it's Conley and Gasol back at it. I'm really doing the Brooks what they brothers. do. The Brooks brothers are really what's making this happen. And honestly, the fact that they would trade either of them is ludicrous. No, I have no idea. Did you know that Marshawn Brooks is 29 years old? I don't remember ever hearing about this guy. 
Uh, oh, I know Marshawn Brooks. He was like on the Celtics for a minute. Was he really? I'm pretty sure he was. He uh, he. They yeah, he was boy. part of the trade. He was part of the uh, Pierce uh, Pierce oh trade. God. Yeah, thirteen yeah. fourteen with Boston. Yeah. Good lord, they've got my boy Omri Caspi. Love Omri Caspi. You know. Uh, and uh, I don't really have anything else to say about them. Do you? Uh, uh, I mean, good for them for being better than we thought they were going to be. Yeah, good for you. All right, moving on. The 17 and 13 Clippers of Los Angeles. Another feel good story this year. Yeah, we spent, we devoted a segment to them recently. So I don't know yeah, what else to say. I don't have that say. much to say about them. Uh, uh, I, I guess this summer they want to get Kawhi and Kevin Durant. Yeah, good luck with that. I mean, yeah. As long as they keep Milos Teodosic. Oh, God, that team would be so fun with Teodosic. Oh, my God. I mean, I realize he's only healthy for about five games a year, but oh, my God. The basketball that I would enjoy. I would watch every every Clippers game if that happened. If the Clippers get hype, you know, if they get what they want and they get those two like superstars, it's just gonna be so sad to see like LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be the best. That would be fun. You would feel bad for LeBron. That would be incredible. I think you're changing on LeBron slowly over time. He's winning you over. I mean, there are just certain things he's done as a person that I have to acknowledge are like good things. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would. I appreciate that about it'd you. Be weird. Yeah. That you can do that. Not everyone can do that. All Thanks. right. Uh, we've got the, the my, we'll say my, uh, Portland Trailblazers <laughs> at 17 and 13, which would be a perfectly fine record, except that they started out, like, incredibly good and then yeah. just lost, like, every game after that. Uh, they're not, they've won two in a row. Lillard is playing out of his mind. Uh, McCollum is my probably my favorite player in basketball. I mean, I, you know, there's a lot to like about the team, but... Is he is he leading the league in scoring right now, Lillard? Damian Lillard? Yeah. Uh, 27.3 points per it's game. It's got to be close. It's oh, got to no. be close. He's fifth. Okay. He's behind uh, Harden, Durant, Davis, and LeBron. But, man, he they, good Lord. I mean, he is just so good at basketball. He is excellent, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the best. Yeah, I just want, the I best. don't know. It's a sad year for me. Not a good sports year for me all around, although Seattle did get a hockey team. That's pretty cool. I'm sorry, Just wish buddy. I liked hockey more. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I will have to get back into that. All right. Uh, now we've got the the always interesting uh, 18 and 13 Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, recently, they had uh, two guys get uh, triple doubles in the same game. LeBron and Lonzo. Yeah. Beat the Hornets by 28 points. And then the following uh, night, they lost by 18 to the Wizards. Okay, here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to talk about about the Lakers. Okay. How did the Lakers get uh, Ball's father to stop talking? (laughs) I mean, I don't know what was said to him. What kind of... What what they leveraged, but clearly someone said, like, you you have to stop. It's it's been like consistent. He hasn't yeah, he hasn't made I mean, a peep all season. He's been gone. He's not a part of my life, which makes me so happy. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, then I can enjoy his son play basketball. I mean, it's possible that someone persuaded him and was like, "Look, this is this is what's best for you and your son. This gives him an opportunity to succeed, a better opportunity to succeed if you just kind of stay out of it." Um, I don't think that's very likely. I think what's more likely is that they were like, "If you." Don't keep quiet. We'll do X. And I would love yeah. to know what that threat was. I would was. love to know what that was, too. Yeah. 
at 18 and 11, your Boston Celtics. Hey. Uh, yeah, the Celtics. Um, Looking better lately. Yeah, they've got the third best point differential in the league. Um, Good for them. And they're really just like a hair behind the Raptors. Uh, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10. They've had some uh, great wins, but then, you know, they lost to Detroit. Um, and, and as you say, any team can beat any team on any night. Uh, it is nice to see better stuff from the team, but some of the uh, causes for concern are certainly still there. Um, it seems like they need uh, certain players to have just, like, otherworldly games uh, sometimes, you know, or or they won't win. You know, Jalen Brown is still been uh, uh, very vexing. Um, Hayward is still obviously uh, needs some time to come fully in a form. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. The good news is their next game is against the team with the hardest schedule in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, and I say they have the hardest schedule in the NBA because they don't the get worst to play team. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Philadelphia 76ers at 20 and 12, looking good since the, uh, since the uh, Jimmy Butler trade. I mean, you know, Joel Embiid struggling a little bit to integrate, but that's of course, makes perfect sense. Uh, everyone playing well. The Markel Fultz thing, who knows? And honestly, at this point, I don't know if they even care. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, they look like they're going to be a statement team come, uh, come, you know, at least April or May. I mean, Maybe not in June, but, you know. I don't know, man. I think these chemistry issues, which right now are being contained, uh, these are the kind of things that can kind of hit, hit like, when this team gets hit in the jaw and they lose three games in a row. Are they going to start jawing about yeah. the uh, other people on the roster? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be really interesting to see. That's going to be the thing. Like, what do they pull together? Adversity does one of two things. It either rips you apart or pulls you together. Exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, now we've got the uh, 20 and 11 Woo. Indiana yeah. Pacers. I don't think I've watched a single Indiana Pacers game this season. Unreal, unreal. Good for them. Um, yeah. Top scorer, Bojan Bogdanovic at 16.5 points a game. I mean, how the hell are they doing it? You know, it's crazy. It's, it is mystifying, but it's also fun. Like, I like this team. I want them to be successful. I like their players. Um, glad that... Victor Oladipo is back and healthy. I think if he qualified, if he had played enough games, he would be. He would be leading, yeah, because he's twenty points a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, oh, man, I also I just really like getting a chance to say Bojan Bogdanovich. It is a great name. Yeah, it's an excellent uh, name. I don't really have much to say because I literally have not watched them play once. Uh, I saw them beat the Celtics. That was. I, saw, I, I heard that Domantas Sabonis is looking pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, he is looking good. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm also I'm not an expert on this team either. I've watched them play a bit, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, before they lost to the Cavs uh, tonight, was that? Yeah, it was tonight. Um, they won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in a row, including. Uh, I mean, nothing amazing, but they beat the Sixers, they beat the Bucks, they beat wow, the Cavs. Very nice for them. The yeah. uh, 19 and 10 Oklahoma City Thunder. I hate you. I will always hate you. You're trash. Do you remember we were talking about? just what a disaster this season was for them. They were at the bottom of their division. And yeah. What's wrong yeah, with Oklahoma? Good yeah, they're good again. It's crazy. Yeah, Paul George having a hell of a year. He's looking great. Russell uh, Westbrook continuing his, you know, stat-based, I mean, literally averaging a triple-double <laughs> for the season right now. Yeah. Um, he, uh, cool. He's frustrating. I'll tell you, though, man, one of the best things I've ever seen uh, 
live in basketball was uh, two years ago, a few days before Christmas. Uh, I was in Boston, and me and my brothers went and saw the Thunder play the Celtics, and it was a really close game until the end when Russell Westbrook took over and just destroyed us. And it was like seeing it live, seeing it in person was just – it was jaw-dropping. He was just he incredible. He is really, really good at basketball. All right, next we've got the uh, twenty-one and ten, and not the team with the best record in the league. Boo. Golden State Warriors. Really enjoyed the Kevin Durant, uh, Bill Simmons podcast recently. Thought cool. that was hilarious. I'm not listening to it. <laughs> I'm well aware. Um, he's you know mainly because of Curry's injury, he's leading the team in basically every statistical category. Yeah. They're losing games that are you know kind of surprising. They're squeaking out wins. They 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 don't look all together in form, but they did just beat the Grizzlies by seventeen. So I, I don't know. I, I I think that they just don't care, and we'll see what happens when Cousins comes back, and we'll see what happens when the playoff starts. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. This this team knows how to turn it on, and they will when they have to. Also, Kevin Durant just passed Larry Bird on the NBA's all time scoring list. Oh well, we still love you, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Larry has uh, three rings, actually. Well, Kevin Durant has two. Yeah, so. and he'll soon have a third. Pretty much. All right. Uh, next up on this list, the 20-9 and nine, whew, Milwaukee Bucks. With Looking the pretty good there, Milwaukee. Insanely otherworldly. And uh, still only the age of 24, Giannis. Yeah, best point differential in the league. They're uh, crazy good. Unreal plus yeah. 8.8. They're very good. Giannis. Yeah. Yeah. Is having an MVP caliber season. And, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, this yep. isn't a bad roster per se, but you can't help but wonder, like, if, if Giannis had a a, a better uh, a better compliment. Because, you know, I mean, Eric Bledsoe's fine. Uh, Eric Bledsoe's fine. Chris Middleton is very good. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't really Lopez have anyone. Is, yeah. Yeah. No, no, Brooke Lopez is all right. Don Maker, you know, I mean, you know, it, it drops off pretty quickly. I think yeah. they're definitely a potential Eastern Conference Finals team, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. then at that point, you know, who knows? Uh, all right, the second to last team on our list, the shockingly twenty-one and nine, Denver Nuggets. I love it. I, I love, love it too. It. I love it too. The only thing that bumps me out about the success they're having is like when Isaiah Thomas is finally healthy, like. How many minutes is he going really to get to play? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's really not going to have a lot of. Uh, he's not going to have a lot of time to find himself because they're they're no. the best team in the West right now. Um, yeah, we all want you to have a breakout, Isaiah. I I don't know if it's on this team. I don't know if it's this year. Just get healthy and uh, come back and and prove everyone wrong. For sure. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say about the Nuggets. They're good. Um. Yeah, they are good. Uh. Yeah, I guess I don't really have a ton to say. Uh, they've got uh, Jokic is great. If you haven't uh, watched any Nuggets games, uh, they're worth watching just for him alone. He's a oh, very, yeah. very unique, uh, very talented player. Agreed. And now, finally, the cream of the crop, the best team in basketball right now, at the quarter mark of the season, Herb's favorite basketball team, <laughs> the Toronto Raptors. Unreal, huh? I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Kawhi Leonard, basically back to where he was. Yeah. This is yeah. Uh, this is certainly, uh, many would argue, the, the deepest team in the NBA right now. I would argue that. 
You, you, know. you would, but you just like to argue, don't you? I'm um, like many people. <laughs> yeah, they've got a lot of uh, they've got a lot of talent. Um, Kawhi is, as you said, just looking just unbelievable. Yeah, uh, looks great. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, just you go down the list, and there's just like there's so many good cool players. There's They're so stacked. much great Kyle Lowry's been great. Uh, not as consistent, but when he's good, he's really good. Um, I mean, it wouldn't yeah. shock me if they were in the finals. No, not at all. I'd, I'd say they're the favorites. I mean, this team yeah. beat the Warriors in Oakland without Kyle. That's without insane. Kawhi without Kawhi yeah. Leonard. That is, that's insane. That's all you need to know. This this team is ready to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's fun, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else to say about the Raptors? Well, we're way over time anyway. Is that a wrap? And that's a wrap. Like, good job, everyone. And by everyone, I mean, you know, me and you. <laughs> we can <laughs> but, uh, to other people. Yeah, thank you to everyone else who supported us throughout these long years of, I don't know what I'm saying. You're just, like, just literally talking just to hear your own voice. It's punchy. Uh, it's punchy time. Yeah, sorry this one went a little long, but I think we had some great movie talk all. early on. Yeah. Yeah. For those of us who only listen to the movie stuff, congratulations. You got a nice long pause this week. <laughs> you did. You really did. And for those of you who love the basketball stuff, you know, we'll try to do better next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do something a little more on format. Um, oh, man. This probably fun. will be the last one for a little while. I'm, I'm traveling. Yeah. We're uh, not, this is mass. the last one of the year, right? Yeah. 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 I would agree. But we'll get it up. Uh, I'll try to to edit it tomorrow, and and we'll get it up for you guys nice and soon, so you can listen to it while you're. Yeah, traveling. we love you all, <laughs> and uh, everyone have a safe holiday season. Yeah, and, and we'll be uh, back in the new year to talk all about this sport we all love. This uh, this crazy basque of ball. Maybe uh, maybe if anything crazy happens while I'm at the Celtics game, do like this an emergency year, pod. I'll I'll just record or I'll call you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, have a good uh, rest of your year, everybody. We'll see you in 2019.